0: Hello and welcome to Heifer Productions' The Twelve Ghosts. This is the series where we bring to you 12 ghost stories from around Yorkshire. These ghost stories are all told in aid of Fair Share, the excellent charity that delivers surplus food to food banks through Yorkshire and the UK. We hope you enjoy these stories and perhaps you might want to consider sleeping with the light on tonight. Bradway Tunnel read by Katie Turner Halliday. The men in my family have always worked the tracks. Generation after generation, going back over a hundred years. The tailors are railway men, through and through. So I guess it was a bit of a surprise when I, Daddy's little girl, chose my sixteenth birthday to announce that I wanted to join the crew. Mum was not happy. And that's putting it mildly. She stalked around the kitchen, slamming cupboard doors, whilst my father sat at the dinner table trying to keep a straight face. Pride brimming up in his eyes. Of course, there was resistance and scepticism from the men at first. This isn't woman's work. The railway's unforgiving. No matter what the weather, if there's work needs doing, it needs doing. By men. And big burly men at that. That was... The initial reaction, and that may well have been the end of it. But my dad, bless him, he didn't give in so easily. He knew it was what I wanted, and deep down, I knew it's what he wanted too. So he kept on pushing. She's a good'un, he'd say. It's in her blood. She's got more bollocks than all of her brothers combined, and there's three of them. There were a lot of puffed-up cheeks, pained sounds and shaking heads, but... Eventually, the boss agreed, and I was in. I worked hard, and soon enough, I even gained the respect of the crew. Became one of the boys. (laughs) It was hard work, though. At times, bloody miserable, but it was good, honest graft, and I loved it. You saw all sorts on the tracks, too. My dad used to say that the tracks were a magnet for deer and weirdos. It was right... Barely a month went by without us having to haul a dead or injured deer off the side of the lines. Less common were the weirdos, but they also made an appearance a good few times a year. Mostly drunks or overzealous train spotters. You could say that I felt at home on the tracks. I suppose I did for a long time. But no one should ever forget that the railway is a dangerous place, a place with a long history... My dad used to say, show me a stretch of land where more have passed over. These tracks have carried the hopes and dreams of many, and they've been the end of a fair few too. I worked those tracks for years, rain or shine, and I thought I'd seen it all. But life has a funny way of surprising you, doesn't it? And on Christmas Eve in 2019 it did, and everything changed after that. It had just gone three in the afternoon when the call came in. Leaves and other debris on the tracks just north of Bradway Tunnel. We drove across and clambered down over the bushes and onto the tracks. We radioed through and let them know we'd arrived and would be getting to work. A voice crackled over the radio and told us that there were no trains due for the next hour or so. It was a simple enough job. A few branches had blown off a tree, so we set to work picking up the debris and sweeping the leaves into bags. The light was fading fast and we were all set to pack up when my dad shouted that someone was on the tracks. We all looked in the direction Dad was pointing and sure enough there was a figure right down on the tracks at the gaping mouth of Bradway Tunnel. It was difficult to make them out at that distance but it looked like they were waving their arms above the head, trying to attract our attention. It occurred to me that maybe they were trying to warn us and I instinctively looked behind me half expecting to see a distant train but the tracks were empty as far as my eyes could see in the falling light. Who the bloody hell is that? someone exclaimed. God knows, I said, but someone had better get down there in case they're in trouble. I'll nip down. I felt my father's big hand on my shoulder. No, you won't. You finish packing up with the boys, I'll see what's what. And with that, Dad started off down the tracks towards the mouth of the tunnel. When we finished packing up, we looked down the tracks to see Dad reach the tunnel entrance. But all we could make out now was Dad. There was no sign of anyone else. He moved about a little and seemed to be looking around for the mystery person. After a minute or two, it looked like he'd given up and we were all yelling at him to come back so we could get on home. We packed up the last of the bags and lugged them up the bank before I made my way back down to the tracks again to wait for Dad. When I reached there, I could still just about make out Dad's orange fluorescence against the black of the tunnel mouth. It looked like he was waving at me. I waved back instinctively, wondering what the bloody hell is he doing down there. I yelled out to him, but he didn't move. He just continued to stand there and wave his arms slowly from side to side. As I started to make my way down the tracks towards him, the light continued to fade and soon there was only a hint of the day left hanging in the air. I remember there wasn't a sound and all I could hear was the crunch of my boots against the ground. Dad continued to wave at me in silence until I was just feet away from him and as I got close enough to see his face... I saw the sadness in his eyes, two white hands gripping his shoulders, and then he was gone. Thank you for listening to The Twelve Ghosts. All of these stories are in aid of fair share. You can give to our Just Giving page at www.justgiving.com forward slash Heifer is H-E-I-F-E-R. Please do give as generously as you are able and we hope to see you again.